Hello, people, and welcome to the podcast, Danyat Maybe. It has been a while since we recorded our last episode, and we're sorry for the break. Um, but what happened? Yeah. Hello, people. So uh, our December was quite busy. Well, I had my exams in the university, and then there was obviously a break where George and I were in different places for most of it. So now we're finally back. and um, In our studio. Yeah, and today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And uh, today we will have a little insight onto Russia, and uh, we'll talk about the uh, modern society, how people in Russia look on Europe, and how people live, and uh, basically tell you how Russia really is, and not uh, just some weird facts that you can read online. It will be actually just the truth yeah because uh well greg and i we we've been living in denmark for well, three years you've been living in denmark no, for five, three years five years five, okay wow five years and i've been living here for almost three years now and often we get asked about what russia is like here in denmark and people often don't believe us when we tell them that there are no bears walking on the streets of moscow and yeah uh, <clears throat> that we're not living in communism anymore yeah and they're I believe that there's still quite a few misconceptions that uh, I, that I think people would know that it's not true, but it's quite surprising that quite a lot of people still think some uh, that there's some the, like for example George said that there are bears on the street that there are actually people who think that, and I find that extremely ridiculous. Just like when people <clears throat> when I remember yeah, I think like, it was they're yeah, like so ignorant. <laughs> so, yeah, when I was in the people. When I was in ninth grade, someone asked me how much vodka I drink a day, and I think I told them that it was two liters. And uh, they started to laugh, but I'm not sure if they actually realized I was sarcastic or they actually <laughs> believed it. And they were, like, laughing and uh, surprise laughing. So uh, some people are still quite ignorant, and today George and I are going to tell you the truth and uh, yeah, like- hopefully get rid of all the misconceptions you might have about our country. Yeah, like we we we've been looking at some we googled some weird facts about Russia and we've been surprised by some of those. Like really, we were shocked by some of them. We didn't even know about some of these facts and we we could easily disprove them because some of them well, some of the facts that are written now um took place maybe two hundred years ago. So mm-hmm. Uh, now we're going to go through some of these facts and we're just going to ruin your paradigm of what Russia is like. Yeah. So here we go. And welcome back. So, uh... Whether you're interested or not, we're still going to tell you about uh, what we did while we we're not recording the podcast. So, Greg, what did you do? Yeah, so like I said, I had my uh, finals in my university. How did it go? They went pretty good, actually. What about the rest of, of the of the kids in your uni? Kids, oh, like well, uh, <clears throat> I'm doing math, and uh, the exam that I did was on uh, calculus, and... Uh, was well, it only, fun? No, you sound, you sound excited. It was not that fun, but uh, 
19 people out of 48 passed the exam, so that was uh, roughly 40% who passed. Ouch. And there was actually a retake that that people who failed had, and that was on 7th or 6th of January. And uh, so if you calculate 19 minus 48 minus 19, that is 29. And out of these 29 people, only 7 passed the second time. So there's still those 22 people who did not pass after two tries. Ouch. So Ouch. That's, that's what math is like in university. Ouch. I am happy I will be doing biology. That, that excites me. Yeah, and uh, after my exams, I've been in uh, Moscow from 21st of December to 28th. And uh, then you yeah. came back. Yeah, and then I was here in Denmark. Oh, well. I have a year of holidays now because I'm gap hearing, kinda. But I did get a week off as vacation. And at first I had my dad over here to help me renovate my apartment. And uh, after that, I also went to Moscow and I didn't get to see you because by the time yeah, you came there, you left. And I spent most of my time with my family. I met up with some friends. It was really nice. It was really cold, actually. The night... It was I really cold for you, but for me it was not. For me, it was like in Denmark here, I think. It was minus uh, five. It was like even zero Celsius here when I was there. No, because when I came to Moscow, I came during the night. And uh, I took the night flight. I arrived at like 4 a.m., I think. Yeah, I did the same, actually. It was was minus 27 Celsius. And... uh, Yeah, my mom, she picked me up in the airport and she was like... Wait, you don't have a hat? And I'm like, yeah, of course I don't have a hat. I mean, it's not cold outside. It can't be cold outside, says me, who hasn't been in r- outside in Russia for a few years now. And I walk outside and I try to inhale through my nose and I can't because everything in my nose is frozen. <laughs> so I need to get a scarf and a hat because it was really, really cold. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Russia. I've actually once experienced uh, minus 42. I was in fifth gr- fourth grade, and I still I, I still remember that day. I went to school on that day. Okay. It was minus 42 Celsius. It was really cold. Like, w- we came to the school. We didn't undress. We're all sitting, all, all five of us, were sitting in our jackets in the classroom like playing chess and talking to our teacher because there was no point of having a lesson. It was extremely cold. Like it was so cold that I remember on the news they were talking about trees cracking from the inside and falling down on parking slots and destroying like crashing cars because it was so cold. I should have been there then. I should have also remembered that, but I don't. You're probably you're probably lazy you didn't go to school then. It was also like the day or two days before some holidays, so mm. like winter holidays. So many kids they just leave school two days before. <laughs> I did not remember mine's forty two, but who knows? It was extremely cold, I remember. Like I had to wear a couple of sweaters inside, like in the apartment. Oh, well, this time it was, it was only minus 27, and for most of the time it was, okay, like minus 10-ish. Yes. And this is all Celsius, because we don't do Fahrenheit. <laughs> yep. And you went to a concert? 
in St. Petersburg? <clears throat> yeah, that was uh, my flu. I also took that night flight like you did because the, otherwise the flight were extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. So I had to take. I had to buy mine myself, like my money. Yeah, that hurt my wallet. <laughs> yeah, it really. It was really ridiculous why the prices went up for the ticket so much. And I won't really... Like, Moscow is not really the place you'd think the tickets would go up in winter because it's cold and uh, it's not really... Tourists don't go there because, you know... Oh, can I tell you something? Like, I tried to buy my uh, tickets to Moscow from um, the Aeroflot, the Russian uh, uh, travel... Airlines. Airline company thing. And... uh, Apparently, they've been tracking my cookies. Uh, they've been using cookies to track um, the history of me vis- visiting the website and stuff. Mm. And they knew my location. So with the upcoming sanctions against Russia and uh, with the changed prices of the ruble, it would be... Um, for some reason, I couldn't buy the tickets from their website because they said something is like, we can't let you do it from your location. Wow. All the time before, like before all these history, story, like the story with Ukraine and stuff, mm-hmm. I could always buy tickets from that website. Mm-hmm. Now I had to do it through some British website. Oh, like, that's weird. I know. That's messed up. Okay, so you were saying? I was interrupt you. Yeah. I, I, so I came on Sunday at four, just like you did, and then I went to the concert on Monday. But you went to St. Petersburg. Yeah, and I took... Wait, you flew to St. Petersburg? No, 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 I took the train. The same day? The, 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 no, on Monday. Oh, so the next day? At 12, I think, and it was, took four hours to get there. Oh, yeah. So at 7, I was there, and then the concert was like from... Uh, no, actually, I was there at 6, and the concert was from 7 to uh, like 11.30. I'm expecting it's PM, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then <clears throat> at 12... 12.20, I think it was. I had the train back <clears throat> to Moscow, and that one took eight hours. Because the one to St. Petersburg was the fast train, and the one back was not really fast, and it took eight hours. So we just uh, slept on the train. The whole uh-huh. way, basically. So you came to Moscow in the morning? Yeah. So I had a day to just go to the concert, basically, to visit St. Petersburg. Not yes. really visit. You know, casual stuff, just go to yeah. St. Petersburg, which is 800 k- kilometers away from Moscow. Oh, I know the surprising thing, that in St. Petersburg, in Metro, they still use the coins. They don't have the <clears throat> the ticket you would see here in Denmark, you know, how you just... Uh, coins for what? For the Metro to enter. Like, you come to the place where you buy the ticket, and you say, I want two coins and they give you the coins and you throw them in like you know like you would do in the Still? casino we, we like you would do that we haven't had that in Moscow for I know I was, so, I was, I was so life. surprised that would you do I've never used like you buy the, you buy those coins for money and then on the coin it says you know metro metro ticket metro entrance and then just throw it in like in casino and it's extremely weird Wow, like, like it's so okay, now in Moscow we use the magnetic cards. Yeah, exactly. But before that, for many, many years now, we've been using a different type of cards, which you just put into the machine. Yeah. You give, like, slice it back, and you have to take it out with the confirmation that it's been scanned. Yeah. But, wow, exactly. coins. They're trying to be hipster. <laughs> I know, it's really weird. I was, I was extremely surprised with that. And you can buy more than four, I think, at once for some other reason. <laughs> it was, I don't know why. Too heavy. 
That must be annoying. They look like coins. They look like you know, I hate carrying coin. around coins. Yes, yeah, I always leave coins annoying. at home, like in my in my piggy bank. Yeah, it's really annoying because it looks like you know one rubble coin, so you won't even know if it's a coin or what. It's no, that looks like a ten rubble coin now, a lot. So it's really easy to lose them, you know. And not. I'm happy them. we don't have this system. Yes, I don't know. I don't know why they have that. Maybe it's like some cultural thing they want to leave. Oh well. But yes, that's, that Saint Petersburg. It was actually really nice, you know. And uh, uh, less cars. Saint Petersburg is beautiful. Yeah, it's from a European standpoint. Like if yeah, you look at sure. European architecture and like Saint Petersburg architecture, we still have like the. Uh, same old buildings in St. Petersburg as we have for, like, let's say in Amsterdam or yeah, yeah, for sure. no. Stockholm. Uh, very European. Yeah. But if you go to Moscow, it's a completely different story. Yeah, like, yeah, we have very little typical European old-fashioned buildings, yeah. architecture in general. And uh, we have a lot of typical Russian buildings, especially from the Soviet Union. Yeah. Oh my god, these like seven buildings we have of like uh, MSU and the uh, MUD uh, buildings, like the big, huge build- buildings. Yeah. When you stand in front of them, you feel so. <sighs> yeah. It's very different, the two cities. But... Tiny. <laughs> yeah, and you know that I also noticed that the people in St. Petersburg are. They, they're nicer, I think. They're less, you know. Annoyed with uh, the amount of because because there are not that many people in Saint Petersburg, you know, and it's not as the lifestyle there is not as crazy as Moscow. You think so? I think so. Yes. Not like nice, you know, but just the atmosphere just feels more friendly. Maybe it was just me. You've been there for a day. Exactly. So I can't really judge. That was just my, you know. That's how I felt. Yes. Oh well. Yeah, I didn't do much. I, I ate a lot of food. A lot of food. Like, I have a lot of... Okay, yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, I just came back here and I kept on working and working my night shifts. Yeah, but the, the interesting thing... I, I, I would think that people would be interested to know is that... At least when I was there, quite often the people of actually different ages, you know... My friends who were in 1918... And all the way to the friends of my family who, you know, can be anywhere from 40 to 60. They would all tend to ask what Europeans think of Russians. And, uh, you know, because it's, it's really interesting how the people actually there think that if you come from Europe and you've lived there for five years, that you, you become European. And they would uh, ask me, like I would be uh, on European side. And I always have to tell them that, uh, exactly. you know, I'm, I'm Russian and I'm, I'm not really on Europe side, I'm more on Russian side. And, uh, but they were always asking me what Europe's opinion is on Russians and how they see them, how they see Putin and how they see the, you know, everything uh, that has happening in Ukraine and the sanctions and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, I often had to tell them that uh, people don't really mind Russian, there's no racism, there's no... Uh, there's no, uh, you know, beating up Russians or any stuff like this. And I just had to tell that the people just dislike Putin for most of it. 
and uh, and not yeah. even most most Russians they don't dislike Putin. I think like um, with all the Putin Putin propaganda that we have right now, I believe that most Russians actually support Putin. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's like his popularity right now is on the at the peak right now. Like, like on the sixth of January, I've been watching the Ridiculous. the very first, like the the main channel uh, on Russian <laughs> television, yeah. uh, the first channel, and uh, uh, they were streaming uh, the prayers of some priests before, like on the night of Christmas, in um, like Orthodox Christmas on the sixth of January, and. Uh, Putin, like the president of Russia, he he was in that tiny church. It wasn't the, the one. It wasn't one of the main churches of Moscow. It was somewhere outside of Moscow. And he came there, and he was wearing just a casual sweater and jeans and just normal shoes. And he was acting very simple, so he could address to the more simple and uh, less maybe intellectual, if I'm allowed to say that, um, layers of social yeah. strata. So. Yeah. Uh, he was addressing also religious people and the majority the majority of Russians are religious yeah. and um, by that like by just going to the church and being on the TV so millions and millions of Russians not only Russians will see you being in church will give him more chances to be a president next year if the elections are real anyway yeah, that's always a question <laughs> but yeah <clears throat> the I'm, gu- I'm guessing you also had that when people think that you're a European side. And, like, I found that quite a... F- I was even offensed a few times when people would think that. Because the, the, the way they a- asked the question was as if, uh, what do you think of Russians? And you as and you as an Euro- European. European, yeah. Oh, that annoys me so much. That was really annoying, yeah, but... Uh, you know, the, the point I'm having here is that the Russians are just like you're, you know... The Russians do eventually care what Europeans think of them, and uh, they're also, you know, you know, they're not. Uh, I, I believe that ninety uh, percent of the Russians are against everything that's happening in Ukraine right now, and the, most of them are definitely for peace. And, like, uh, do do people really think that we're happy that? Uh, like 30, 40% of all our money uh, or uh, all the money of our nation at some point, uh, like a year ago, we're going towards Crimea. We weren't happy about that. Like all of our money, they were going, it was going there. Yeah, and another problem with That's that is not, yeah, it's not only the the money and, the, you know, the, the killings, of course, is also terrible, but it's also that the, the connection of the Russian people and the Ukrainian has always been quite close. And there have been lots of uh, families who are split, and parts of are in Ukraine, and other parts are in uh, Russia. Yeah, yeah. Tell them that story. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that story. But uh, just you know, before I get to that, and uh, this whole conflict basically split and destroyed relationships between people. And uh, the ridiculous part is that not only relationships between friends, but also families. So the the story is that uh, <clears throat> my grandma, my dad's mom, we ha- she has a sister, and she lives. Uh, in Kherson, it's a city, and it's uh, quite close to Crimea, I think. It's, yeah, it's not the yeah, but it's in the it's not it's not Crimea, but it's <clears throat> really close to it. Don't look at me; I don't know the geography of Ukraine. Yeah, but uh, the whole point is that we've always uh, always had a quite okay relationship, like fine relationship with her. We're, when we were going to 
for summer holidays in uh, Crimea. That was like five or four years ago. It was always fine. She came with us. You know, we always talked, and then she would visit uh, the family in Moscow. It was always been fine, but once this whole uh, conflict started off, and now she doesn't want to talk to my family, and she believes that we're murderers and killers, and uh, we took over Ukraine, and she just denies the calls and just doesn't want to talk. And just keep in mind that she's our family, basically, and she is my grandmother's sister. And uh, that conflict, this whole propaganda, just, you know, destroys destroys the relationship between even families, which is which is really terrible, I think. Yeah, there is, like, a lot of stories like that happening. I know a few people who had the same, the same story occurred to them, like neighbors who's been li- who've been living next to each other for 50 60 years suddenly one of them moves to kiev uh from donetsk and uh, they become enemies uh, they start hating well mostly the kiev people start hating the donetsk people for being on the russian side and it's a terrible thing absolutely hated Yes. Like we've always had such a good relationship with Ukrainians, and there are so many Ukrainians in both Moscow and yeah, Petersburg. Sure. And the the worst thing about it, though, is that uh, the people don't realize that it's the governments who do this kind of shit. It's not, uh, you know, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not the people who decide that. that I'll let's leave go. it out. Don't worry. <laughs> the, the the people who decide that let's go to war and take over Crimea. It's the government, like. Uh, you know, no one, n- none of the people, none of my family is related to this uh, Crimea taking over by Russia. No, but st- but no. Still, right? But still, the families get, uh, people start hating each other by what the governments do. And I absolutely hate how the people don't realize that uh, people like you and I, you know, and uh, 99% of the people in Moscow, or uh, Russia anywhere actually, they have nothing to do with the conflict. They have absolutely no decision. They have absolutely done nothing. Yeah, and I hated that. They have no choice. When we move, from, when we go back to Europe from Russia, uh, people start blaming us that it's like our fault, mm-hmm. yours and my fault that we started the conflict. Like I've been talking to um, a dad of a close friend of mine, and he was so convinced that uh, it was not only the fault of Russia that the war in Ukraine started. Yeah. He thought that the war in Ukraine started because of Russia, but it was also my fault because I'm Russian and I support the Russian propaganda just by supporting the Russian propaganda, which I don't. I suddenly become an enemy of Europe. I do not see why this should be happening. Yeah, I don't really... I never had people accusing me of those uh, attacks, really. Yeah, they only happened they, to me Yeah. But the, 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 the problem is that when people ask you about Russia and Putin, the way they ask the question is what's really important because uh, the way they ask is really aggressive and they look at you like you know everything and you know the answers, you know? Yeah, like, like I knew the exact time. Like if there is some the kind of conspiracy theory within the Russian um, borders and yeah. each Russian knows what's going on in the Russian government. Yeah, it's uh, it's like they're not talking, you know, how I would ask, let's say, uh, Italian about the conflict in Ukraine, you know, who has, not, who has nothing related to it. They're asking, like, I actually have something to do with it. And that's the problem. They're not accusing me, of course, you know. Each Russian has their own viewpoint on this problem. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, there is, 
like people, there there might be some people who might think that it's Russian, the fault of Russia. Other people think that it's NATO. Some people think that it's Ukraine itself. And some people just like me, or probably you, we don't want to have anything to do with it because like, it's not really our fault, not our fault at all. Yeah, the, the point is basically that you cannot accuse a whole nation of something that their government is doing currently. Or probably or not doing, who knows? Yeah, who knows? We don't even know. We're, we don't know stuff like this, just like... We're basically as much aware of the things that are happening as much as a European who actually looks into the news and who can read Russian and uh, looks into Russian newspapers. We know just as much. We're not anyhow different. Yeah, and the same type of accusing us were found on the web by by looking up some facts of Russia which we mentioned in the beginning and do you want to go through them? Yeah. So um, we have already looked at a list um, of of some facts and do you want to talk about this one? What about this fact? I think it's, it can be true. That fact actually can be true. Okay. Uh, the website is factslides.com, and it's the, the fact list is called Russia Facts, 30 fa- 31 Facts About Russia. If you're interested, just look it up. Don't trust them. Uh, because... Don't trust all of it. Some of it is true. Yeah, yeah, true. Totally. Like, uh, some of these facts are nice to read for Russian, but some of them, even if you're Russian, and even though it's a negative fact about our country, it's still probably not true. Like, even though they have sources listed, I I doubt that these facts are real. Yeah, so, for sure. do you want to talk about this? Yeah, so the first fact we found ridiculous is that in Russia it's now illegal to tell kids gay people exist. Well, uh, <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. That is so false. stupid. <laughs> That is so stupid. Because the, the, when the law came out, it was just that you're not allowed to... Promote. To promote it, exactly. You're not allowed to, like, tell them <laughs> that it's good, basically. But you can most definitely tell them that they exist. And, of course, you know, like, what's wrong that, with telling them? I've never heard it before. Yeah, and the, the thing is that, uh, basically, if you, if, if you believe this law, then in 10 years, kids in Russia would not know that gay exists. And I doubt that highly. I'm sure that people, that like kids will know. And come on, like with the globalization of yeah. nations in the world now, how will people basically. not know about it? Like everyone knows about it right now. And yeah. So just, yeah. Uh, do you have to be a parent to tell the kids or just any, anyone? Any, anyone. Really? Yeah. So anyone is not allowed to tell. So what about the web? If you tell a kid on the web, that gay people exist, will I go to prison? You see, that's the as thing, you because hope, you can't really As you know, that say, the UK is now being ruled by, well, is owned by uh, people who have previously worked or now work in the government. Yeah. Like, really the like UK, that. the most popular um, social media site. Yeah, social network. Yeah, it's like Facebook just for Russians, mm. and we can listen to music there and watch videos, which you can do on Facebook. Okay. Uh, okay, the funny part is that 130 people tweeted that thing. Yeah, and 668 people shared it on Facebook. Yeah, and this is wrong. Uh-huh. I mean, it's totally not true. And the source is, uh, yeah, Wikipedia. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm sure that... I'm so sure that... Well, 
the the source is about okay, so three pages long. The, yeah, so the, the thing is that what we're not going to go through it. Yeah, what they basically did, I think, is you know he just put that source in there. Whoever made they generalized slide. it. Yeah, they just made the source. They just put it in, and uh, I doubt that anyone would actually read all those three pages. So he just said it looks good enough because no one will eventually read and look through it. You know. Yeah. So it's just like it probably doesn't even say it in there. Like probably doesn't. I, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Yeah, if you just put it. So like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it doesn't say it there in yeah, the exact for words. Sure, like, for sure. Yeah. Okay, this one is ridiculous. I beyond ridiculous. Yeah, I'm so sure that this is not true. But uh, the website Factslides is using the source Telegraph.co.uk. Whoa, not bad. And the title is Beer to Become Alcohol in Russia on New Year's Day. And they are talking of 2013. Now, this is... This is totally... This is so much... I'm not going to say it, but this is terrible. Like, that's so not true. Yeah, for sure. Okay, when... there have been a lot... When you you lived in Russia, um, and, like, let's say you were five years old, and it was not considered an alcoholic beverage... Yeah, you were like, it was 2005, it. I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, Could you come to a store and buy no, it? exactly. You can't exactly. You that is... To, okay, you weren't five in 2010. No. Anyways. Um, but anyhow, you cannot buy it because you were not 18 and because beer was alcohol. It still is, and it has... Not always. I'm not sure it has always been alcohol. Maybe before Soviet Union or yeah. Soviet Union hasn't been, but I'm, I'm so sure that in two, mm. by 2013 mm. people have realized like we've even looked it up on wikipedia yeah. that uh in 2004 it has been uh illegal well it has become a law not to show any form of um commercial so ad- advertisements um for beer as mm-hmm. an alcoholic beverage on tv yeah. in 2004 so this this fact yeah, there have been a one in 2012 I think about internet that you're not allowed to show advertisements of alcohol I haven't seen it actually yeah. it's mostly in internet it's mostly and beer was one of them like <laughs> I remember that beer was the one banned from advertisements in like 2012 because it was alcohol like the, like it's in, you know like one of the parts of it was that beer was not concerned uh, was not allowed in ads but the law in general was called banning the alcohol advertisements. Yeah, yeah. In that, well, so basically, it was clearly alcohol. Yeah, and yeah, well, besi- well, besides on the on the page we looked at, uh, it's clearly said that they were banning um, not only alcohol but including beer. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you know any scientists, or do you know anyone who knows scientists in Russia? Well. Not looking I know at two f- people. They do not own foxes. Yeah, foxes are domesticated like dogs by Russian scientists in 1959. That, that is, is a random fact. Yeah. Who knows if it's... I mean, okay, maybe it's true somewhere in Siberia. That is they, silly. But that is just really stupid fact. That is That's silly. like a random stupid fact that no one cares about. Mm. So, no, not this one. I'm just looking for some fun. Oh, there it is. 
Nah. Oh, do you want to talk about the... Uh, there's this fact that wealthy Russians hire fake ambulances to beat Moscow's traffic. Well, which, you know... Can I interrupt you, like, for a second? Yeah. Like, most Russians call Moscow the big traffic jam because there is always a point where, like, the whole city, like, a couple of weeks ago, like, the whole city has been a huge traffic jam. Yeah, yeah. There is always traffic jams somewhere in Moscow. So, you were saying? Yeah, we're saying that the... This fact is also probably true, like, it was, I would say, 10 years ago or something. Because right now, people, the wealthy Russians, as they say, plus, like, the wealthy Russians, they really mean all the government workers and shit. Hmm. I like how, I like because how... Because this is not wealthy, like, I, like I know how, wealthy people in Russia, and they do not do that. Well, like, no. true, okay, but... It's very vague. Uh, I like how uh, the government, uh, like Putin or Medvedev, they they say that there is no traffic jams in Moscow because when they go somewhere in Moscow <laughs> by car, there is no cars around because like everything has been cleared out of the way f- ten hours before they came. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is so stupid. Bring out this wealthy Russians fake ambulances thing. They don't just do that, you know. They buy those uh, uh, kind of lights, the signal thing that you know, police cars would have. And they just use them, and they can basically turn. Yeah, they just to mount them on the top of their cars. Yeah, they can. They can. Even, some of them even buy the um, sirens. Yeah. Things, and that's how they kind of warn the rest of the people in the in the traffic jam that there's there is somewhere someone important, and they really need to pass through the traffic yeah, jam. Yeah. Oh my God, Russians! There's something. Fake ambulances, though. That that no. is a that is. I old. don't. I really don't believe it. Like. No. Oh, is that interesting fact? Yeah. Oh, ah, yeah. This one's terrible. In Russia, during times of economic disparity or high inflation, in parentheses, that is actually right now, one of the times teachers can be paid in vodka. So if you're an alcoholic, go be a teacher in Russia, and then you can get vodka as your. <laughs> that is salary. Exactly. That is so ridiculous. That is one of the most stupid things I've ever heard. Yeah, like, I don't really. know. I don't know. I do it's not It's just understand. like saying that in the US, during times of economic disparity, people get paid with bourbon. Like, seriously, that is so retarded. <laughs> A Russian would believe that. A Russian would actually believe that if they wrote that. Some Russian, maybe. Some Russian probably believe that. But that's... I highly doubt it. Yeah. I highly doubt it. Oh my god. Okay, but yeah, it does mention so that there is a little, well, a girl that says that she lives in a small province in Siberia and the temperature is very low. That's why the teachers get paid with alcohol instead of money. But yeah, so it's like that must have been a long time ago if that had happened. Yeah, for sure. Because now... Plus, I love, I love how the 16-year-old girl is their source of this one fact. <laughs> One out of 31 facts about Russia, and, like, the source is a 16-year-old girl who thinks that the teacher gets paid with vodka. Maybe it was a present for New Year's or some other thing. Exactly, like, we have very nice traditions in Russia, and we love, uh, like, as just, just us students or just as families of the students who study in the school we love giving our teachers presents it's no tradition like yeah. it's a tradition of ours not always vodka though don't well not that. always vodka we often bring like fruits and chocolate, chocolate and stuff sure, yeah. but Flowers. it's 
it's in, it's a, it's a part of our culture. We always give the, our teachers, our tutors, and uh, you can't pass by that part of our nation. But saying that they get out there. Salary in form of al- in the form of alcohol is ridiculous. Yeah, plus the the way they the way the the slide is structured, it doesn't even say some. It doesn't even say that it's possibly not everyone. And teachers says, can be paid in vodka. Oh, can, oh, be, paid, can, can be, be paid. That means so that choose. the teachers can choose. <laughs> so last month I got my salary. This month um, I still have some money from last month. That means I need vodka. Oh, this is. This is ridiculous. By the way, like... I'm the, sure that anyone can actually choose. I mean, if you work somewhere and you're like, I would like to get paid with vodka next time, they'll be like, you're an idiot, but sure, here you go. Like, with the new ruble? Oh, God. Uh, do you know how much, like, half a liter of uh, the cheapest vodka costs now? No. <clears throat> so, half a liter, uh, the cheapest one. I just went into the store because, because I, I was so interested in how much it costs. Mm. So try to guess in rubles how much like half a liter costs. Like oh, it's like I don't know two to three hundred fifty rubles maybe thirty. No. Yes, no, the cheapest one. Day. No, and that that's oh, in Moscow. Cheapest. That's not even. I'll try to wait. How much? Like thirty for, rubles for what? The the amount. Uh, it's like thirty three. Like really? it's like a can of Coca Cola. Oh, wow. Wow. And that's a half an American dollar, or um, <laughs> that's three krona. Three, what is it in euros? Like, oh, what? Oh, my God. Especially when the ruble has fallen so much right now. Oh, my God, it's 39 cents. <laughs> this is this is incredible. Like, how the ruble has fallen from... Wow, it, by how much it did increase? Twi- by two I think I think today they said that... Uh, 76 okay but it's now but how much what was the maximum was like 102 compared to a euro it was crazy it was yeah at some point I know that kroner was uh, one kroner was 10 rubles it still is now today oh really yeah it used to be 16 16 there was one day when it was 16 because I was tracking it every day because my parents wanted to send me some money and they're like nope not today (laughs) because it's a terrible day I, st- I still yeah, have. It used to be five and a half when I came here. I still have some Russian money in my bank inca- bank account, and I really want to take them yeah, from the from the bank yeah. machine, but I, I don't want yeah, to because exactly. it's not profitable right now. Exactly, my dad sends me money as well, and uh, it's 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 really fascinating looking at that, uh, looking at the uh, uh, what you, what you call that, uh, how much it costs, the, the, the exchange rate, yeah. the exchange rates. Looking at the exchange rate and realizing how little money it is becoming every single day. It's very Once sad. it used to be like 2,000 kroner, now it's like 900. And you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. It hurts. See? The one day oh, krona is 10.4. Looks, like, looks like I'm not going to get out the money for a while now. Really. <laughs> Neither am I. No point. But that's the fun of being a Russian. Like, I watched a Danish interview. Yeah, some Danes went to Russia to ask Russians about what they think about the upcoming crisis. That was, like, a month ago. Yeah. And Russians were very positively spirited about the, the upcoming crisis. They were like, well, we've survived a bunch of them already. Why can't we survive this one? I mean, we're Russia. Yeah. And uh, that's, I heard, the, that's I heard the spirit really, of Russians. I heard a really funny story. 
which is probably like uh, uh, well, not story, but the theory that this whole uh, crisis was actually made by the, was was made by Putin in order for Russians to get uh, rid of euros and dollars. You know, because if you have euros and dollars, it's like the best time right now to sell them and get rubles. Mm-hmm. So it's done f- so that the Russia gets rid of them, so that the Russia only has rubles. Yeah. And I actually, and think that's actually really like I, I don't, I don't know how possible the it ruble uh, gained. Uh, well, rose a bit again. Uh, com- not rose, yeah, ha- has fallen again compared to. Fallen, fallen means it's cheaper. Yeah, it rose again. Rose. Uh, like a couple of weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, three weeks ago, let's say. And um, I actually believe that it's the Russian government that bought all the all the uh, you know, all the rubles back. So yeah. they would cost more. So Russia invested in its own money. Yeah, yeah. So now exactly. Russia still holds their own money. Exactly. That's what so I believe. Yeah. Um, but there is also a list of things from... This is a little different format now because the facts that we are talking about before, we actually saw those. And now we just found the BuzzFeed community. And 16 things Russians do that Americans might find weird. And we've not looked at them, so it's yeah. a little surprise for us. So it's from BuzzFeed community. Yeah. So this will be like discussion right now between us, because maybe you want to agree on that. So, the first one. Can I take it? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So, Russians, especially Russians living in cities, love dressing up. For example, a nice dress and some heels are perfect for an, uh, are a perfect attire for a casual walk. I do not say that this is not true, because I have seen women dressing up, and some women from my family, dressing up to go to the store, because they don't want to look bad when they go out and it doesn't matter if they're going out to see uh, a concert or if they're going out for a walk in the park they still want to look good especially russian women yeah the russian women i'm not sure about men no no no, not men not men okay yeah i agree not men but women they love dressing up in russia that is quite true especially in the center in this like in the center of moscow if you go out you will not see an a person who is not dressed well and well yeah, enough. Casual. Like everyone's trying to yeah, look good for sure. as women. Yeah, yeah. Sitting down for a minute before heading on a trip. That is so true. That is true. Once the suitcase is packed, most Russians will typically pause and sit quietly for a minute before they. That, that is, is quite true. So that, is true. Tra- that is a tradition, though. But it's true. Mm-hmm. And we say it's bogum. Yeah. Not even. Uh, like. It's kind of like fading out right now because it used to be the older, uh, older. I know. Generations, but, that. but we still do that. Like people still do that, though. That yeah, my mom is like, uh, if we're going to the, you know, I don't know, to trip to travel somewhere, and before we do that, we pack, and then before we open the door and leave, she's like, okay, let's sit down, yeah. and we sit there just for a minute, quietly. Yeah, uh, Russians have have always been not necessarily quiet. You don't have to be. Just you don't have to. Yeah, you have to be quiet. You, I mean, you don't. Yeah, run around. It's you like just luck, so that the trip goes well. <laughs> Making really long and complicated toasts. Not sure how Russian that is. I'm not sure they are very long and complicated. 
Russians love toasting. Yeah. They they love toasting for health, for family, for mothers and stuff. But like, yeah, but, but they, not. I have not heard any long complicated times, toasts. But I really doubt this is a Russian thing. And Americans would find it weird. I'm sure the Americans would do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Telling anecdotes as often as possible. Oh, that's old, and I don't think it's now. That's not very true. That's every nation ever. Yeah. Like, now with the internet, I mean, basically, you can go on Facebook and there'll be, like, ten of those. Like, people sharing the funny videos, you know. Not sure the videos, but not really, no. This one is too vague. It's not only for... Oh, my God. Oh, that is true. Congratulating one another on getting out of a shower sauna. That is, that is so true. When when you get out of the sh- out of the shower, if you, you meet someone on the way, I don't know, to the room on your way to the room or somewhere else, um, some people will be like, oh, you just went to the shower and, like, congrats. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that is, actually, I've never thought about it. Why yeah, is that actually, so my weird? Gra- my grandma does my, my grandma does that all the time. That's what I've been confused about a lot when I moved to Denmark. Answering how are you, honestly yeah. and fully. Because... The Russians do that. Yeah. Because in... In Denmark, when I move, people are like, I'm fine, I'm okay, how are you? And they don't expect a long answer on how I'm, well, how I'm feeling, what I just did. Well, I'm not telling them what I had for breakfast, but I would tell people when I came to, when, when I moved to the high school here in Copenhagen about random things they didn't actually need to know what I realized later on. And uh, that is so strange. That was so I strange. Think it depends on people, though, to be honest. Some people don't want to share their problems or good things. But remember, others. this was for Americans. I'm not sure. Yeah. Most Americans, they like saying just fine. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, but, sorry. If you're American, I, I'm not trying to impersonate you. I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, to close friends and family, yes, but no. Stra- I mean, if we were to say to strangers, I would be like, no. I wouldn't even say how are you to a stranger, so no. <laughs> but, yeah, for sure. Like, not if a stranger asks you how are you, do not, not honestly, true. do not answer honest and fully. I'm probably sure that's like 50 50. Yeah, maybe. What about this one? Not smiling at strangers is very true. Russians generally don't smile. Yeah, like when you're around Russians, you know they're lovely people, but if you meet them on the street and they're strangers, they tend to act very. Cold, and uh, sure. as soon as you get to know them, they're lovely people, but they try not to not to get to know more people than they already do in some way. Yeah, but they won't show their emotions, you know, to others, really. Yeah, well, fact number eight, celebrating years more enthusiastically than Christmas, definitely. I mean, that is so that true. That is 100% true. Every Russian celebrates New Year's as yeah, it's the, the last day yeah, of their lives. That came from um, from Soviet Union, you know, actually. The, the, the history of that. Because, because of the religion. Of the, ban- yeah, ban- yeah, it was banned. Yeah. And basically you had to replace Christmas with New Year's. And it's like, it, had, it should basically happen, you know, like in you in America. I don't think people celebrate New Year's that much, like us. So it's like a shift. You know, you in in the US and in Europe, you celebrate Christmas way more than New Year's. Exactly, and in Russia, it's that way around because religion is, was banned. Like I know some European families, and they're like in 
Germany they are, in Denmark they are, in, I don't know, Spain, and to listen to their president or a king or whatever leader they have, um, just having a talk with them, well, talking to them on TV and just casually having dinner and then going to sleep. In Russia, it is very different. It's Christmas for New Year's and uh, New Year's for Christmas, basically. Kind of, yeah, because... If some Russians celebrate Christmas, the Russian Christmas, the Orthodox Christmas, they basically either go to the church and have dinner or just have a more fancier dinner than yeah. they normally would have. Uh, yeah, it's not a big deal. No. From like, yeah, from when you have guests. So, yeah, but oh my god, New Year's in Russia is something, something it's special. Extremely huge, yeah. Oh my god. That's, it's, it's crazy. Like, oh my god, there is so much food, so much celebration going on there. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I don't know how much true this one is. Rewatching old Soviet cartoons, I don't. I like, mean, I don't when like I was a kid, yeah, I was shown a lot of Soviet cartoons, even though it wasn't Soviet Union anymore. Yeah. When it comes to rewatch, what does it say? The, okay. Are among Russia's favorite. Yeah, I mean, they're favorite cartoons because everyone loved them when they were kids, but not like we're watching them all the time. I'm sure that the old people don't. Because they're not even on TV. Like, you have to go... By our generation, I think, we didn't really have anything else to watch. There wasn't any type of good cartoons we could watch by that time. Now there are new companies coming up and, like, new production studios yeah. uh, coming up to Moscow and, like, St. Petersburg and other huge cities like, um, I don't know, Kaliningrad. And they're creating amazing new cartoons. But by the time we were kids, yeah. we only had the stuff from the Soviet yeah, Union. for sure. So it wasn't that long ago. It was... Like, you see, it says constantly watching, considering, like, all the people. It doesn't say just kids. But, I mean, if, so I don't if it's... If it just... If, it, if, it, if an old Soviet cartoon is on TV, no one's against it, I guess. But there are none. There are nearly none. There are all the new ones now. I mean, if there is, like, Prostokvashino or Nupogadi, yeah. people but are, I, like, they, they're like, oh, that's so nice, but they are not super no, enthusiastic not about like it. Constant, this is just constantly rewatching. We, we, no, no, we don't constantly rewatch sure, Soviet cartoons. That's false, no. Uh, I am not... Calling all females girl, no way. No. Girl isn't no doubt. Devushka? That's not a girl. That's probably what they mean. Probably. If you want to call your female waitress, you'll tell you heal girl if you want to dress. Dress an angel girl if you call her girl. <laughs> <laughs> probably it is the Devushka one, not the other one. Yeah. Ah, I mean, now if you address a 50-year-old woman, a girl, it's super compliment, over-complimenting her? (laughs) I don't think it's, I just think the girl and the girl way, like boy and a girl, like really young ones. Yeah, yeah, this is exaggerated. The girl is, uh, like when you, like the girl we're thinking of. Is uh, you would say like 25, 30 years old woman. Would say like it's 18 like a woman, to really. 30 year old. Yeah, but it's not a girl or boy. Like, wow, my frog is acting in a strange way. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, sitting down at the table for a meal and staying there for hours. That's true. 
My family does that all the time. Nice How can that well, not be true? Does any nation sit down at the table for a meal and not stay there for hours? Yeah, actually, that's true. That's again, like, that's very. But it depends. Very, if it's just a dinner, just a normal day dinner. think of Thanksgiving, for instance, in the US. I mean, that's true. Yeah, like, no one goes from the table after half an hour of eating. Christmas as well. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Always keeping your bags. <laughs> that is true. I do not know why. Probably big. Well,. Probably BuzzFeed means uh, plastic bags, but Russians yes. love keeping bags. And even plastic if the bags, yeah, yeah, even even if the plastic bags do not fit the trash bin, they still keep them for other reasons. No, that's just just like in case you'll have to go somewhere or cover something. Yeah, know. or like if you would want to give one of your friend a chocolate, you put it in the bag. That's really. It's true. So seriously, Russians never, ever, ever throw any any bags just because you never know what you might need one when you might when you might need one. That's true for everyone, though. I'm pretty sure. Preparing more food that is necessary when friends come over. Not always sure. Like first of all, it's not always true, and secondly, it's. I mean, everyone does that. I mean, you would always prepare just a little bit more food to make sure that everyone has it. But in Russian culture, we always have, like, they bring food to someone, so we always have an excess of food. Some salads or something. Yeah. We have a lot of food when we have guests over. I love that. Living with their parents. So-so, as in every other nation, some people move, some people stay. Yeah, sometimes it happens that the, like, grandparents come to their kids in a big city and they all live in one apartment but not in, like I wouldn't say that living with their parents you know like a 19, 20, 21 year old because that's think, always I think, mean, I think they mean like grandparents and the I think they mean Soviet Union here because yeah, back back in the Soviet days they used to have, not even live like have all family all, the whole family living together in one apartment they could have like two families living in one yeah, apartment sure. separated by a small curtain yeah <laughs> Uh, I am not sure about this one. It says, and then inviting them over for some tea after only 10 minutes of... I mean, that is that is one of those really vague ones, which is like, can happen in any... Yeah, again, it was meeting complete strangers and becoming friends with them straight away. No. Yeah. yeah. Are we so European? I mean, do can, Russians actually do that? I mean, you can click with them, but like... But I'm sure that like in US, it can be happening in Europe. I mean, if I'm sure if you're out with your friend and you meet a friend of that friend, yeah, you become sure. their friend straight away. Yeah, like, and you can invite them over for a tea, and there's yeah, no question about that. But yeah. it's a complete stranger, I doubt yeah. it. Oh, we talked about this. Never showing up to someone's house. I wouldn't say it's never. No, it's not never. Like, but if you're coming over to someone constantly, then you just kind of won't because you have to really have lots of gifts prepared to give to them. But it's true. But again, if, like, yeah, one family invites another family, you always, always you just bring just think something. of it, like, when I came to you, I brought you some stuff from Russia, and then, like, it always happens like this. You know? And you brought some sushi, which we're going to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually true. Like, Russians, when they come I to someone, that. they yeah, it's really nice because, like, when you come to someone, you feel like... They are t- going to take care of you. They're going to normally they're give like you some tea. You and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And they're preparing for your visit. So you kind of feel 
in need to give them something in return. You know, you can't just come with empty hands. It's really rude. I feel I feel rude to coming to someone's place without something. I like this list actually. Yeah, Most of these were true. Some of them, none of them were totally like one of them. I think or two were totally false. But I'm totally like yeah. this list was strangely okay. Yeah, but some of those facts were like really vague and not true. Wow. Like, not not true. What would you say? Not not true, but like they were just vague and they would you yeah. would relate them to any nation and yeah, just true. US would probably not find it strange, some of those facts. I agree. Depends on people as well. You can't generalize everyone under this one list. I totally agree. Well, We've been recording for a while now, a bit longer than we should have, yeah, according to our previous podcasts. Yep. We hope you enjoyed this little insight onto Russia and Russia's culture, people, and how we live, what we think of others, and uh, I hope it was interesting for you. And now you, if you have any prejudice about Russia, any misunderstandings, hopefully it all cleared out for you now, and uh, you know a little bit more truth about Russia. We hope so. Yeah. We certainly hope so. And first of all, we hope you noticed some difference in the recording because we got a new microphone. That is that is actually exciting. Is. Um, yeah, for sure. We're very excited to get it so we can can have a bit higher quality audio. Yeah. And you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and on our original blog, which is. Uh, Dine it maybe dot blogspot dot com and uh, well and comment like always say if uh, you re- you heard the difference in the recording in the quality because just before the podcast we tried to we we tried it actually and uh, we heard the difference definitely but it was not that great but we're not sure if it's actually going to be much better when we when we certainly hope so released yeah so hope it's better now. So, thank you very much for listening to our podcast, and we hope... Yeah, we hope you all had a great Christmas and a happy 2015. Yeah, and now with the old Russian New Year's coming up, happy old Russian New Year. Yeah, there's a thing like that as well. Yeah, we actually celebrate two New Year's. Yeah. And a weird Christmas. See you later, people.